0: hello and welcome to the fiercely awakening podcast my name is Tanya Holcomb and I'm grateful that you're joining me on a journey to honor your story reclaim your power and answer your soul's call for greatness with conversations on self-love true nourishment and natural healing featuring transformative stories of divine intervention unshakable faith, and living life untethered. You'll be inspired and motivated to release what no longer serves you, pursue what you truly desire, and trust your path. No, it is no accident that you've arrived here. You seek truth, activation, and empowerment. Your seeking led you to exactly where you need to be. You are fiercely awakening. Welcome. Hello, and welcome back to the Fiercely Awakening podcast. Today, we are going to spend some time together talking about breast health and what it really means to love your breast. Now, it is October, and we all are pretty much aware that during this month, we see a whole lot of things being pink washed. We have the consumer products that are in full pink, and this is all to remind us to get our mammograms. You know, early detection is the best form of prevention. And the truth is, is that Breast Cancer Awareness Month is big business for the cancer industry. It gains a heck of a lot of new customers, scaring women into participating in the great mammogram blitz. So, There's all this money that's also made through corporate co-branding and various cancer uh, quote-unquote prevention organizations. But the truth is that this does nothing about prevention, about true prevention. And we know, or at least I know, and maybe you're learning, but a cure, right, would be pretty bad. business. So I want to just spend some time talking today about what it really means to love your breasts because you have so much say in your health. What you are manifesting in physical form right now depends very little on your genetics and it depends a whole lot more on your epigenetics, meaning the lifestyle that you are choosing to live because you do have a say. So I wanna start off this conversation. Obviously, I gotta give my little disclaimer, right? You know, the information that we're talking about here today are only suggestions. I am not a medical doctor, and I am not intending to diagnose, to prescribe, to treat any disease, illness, or any condition in the body, this contents of this podcast today is in all the podcasts are just educational and informational, okay? Really to just help you simply be able to nurtures, nurture nurture your, your health, right? And enjoy wellness. All right, so I wanna rewind to 2012. 2012, I was a newly whole uh, certified holistic health coach. And I was simply on a mission to help people eat more clean because that's what had really changed my life at this time. That was my turning point in my journey of me really deepening, uh, what I believed was possible for me and real healing. And as you can imagine, right? Like I was like, not even in the depths yet of, oh my gosh, naturopathy, right, which was like a whole other avenue of conversation. But I was passionate about food, real food, real food healing. And I had my first paying client that the universe brought me. Now I am such a believer that we are always ready for who the universe brings us. Now that does not mean that we're ready for the entire journey. But if the universe is bringing us someone, then we are ready to be their next step, okay? know, the universe is not, if you, if you are in this work or a health coach or any type of transformational coaching, you're always, it's universal law, you're gonna be ready for the person that is being brought to you. And again, you don't have to get caught up and be in their end story, but you, you are going to be their next step. But you can imagine how intimidating it would be to have your first new client, paying client, who is on a death sentence. So her story, when she found me at the age of 42, she had spent her past five years of life just surviving. At the age of 37, she was diagnosed with breast cancer. She had a double mastectomy and underwent chemo and radiation. The doctors assured her that they quote-unquote got it all, and they prescribed her to tamoxifen, among other pharmaceutical drugs for other symptoms such as anxiety and water retention. Four years later, she noticed decreased coordination, headaches more than usual, rapid emotional changes. She was then diagnosed with a metastatic breast or brain tumor. Gamma knife radiosurgery and chemo filled her life until her body finally shut down. When she hired me after being diagnosed with brain cancer, I was extremely uncomfortable with the idea of working with someone in such a state of stress. I certainly did not know enough to help her get through this. I knew based on the path that she was choosing how the story would likely end. I was heartbroken at the thought. But I realized I knew exactly what she was ready to hear. She didn't want to make any radical lifestyle changes. She only was ready to baby step her way into this journey of nourishment and natural health, which was to her a completely foreign territory. I knew that wasn't going to be enough to save her, but that's what she wanted and she was clear about that. Even though I desperately longed for her to agree to maybe go to a a truly uh, natural clinic in Mexico, you know, I, I, I wasn't in the depths of this like I am now but at the time I was like clearly there's there's gotta be other places I mean I mean if I were you I'd be I'd be seeking you know the best care that you could possibly get that's working under the umbrella of of holistic health I knew enough that suppression wasn't the answer I I knew enough that there was more to the story and I knew enough that at this point of her journey real food while beautiful and necessary wasn't going to be enough. Again, I was, uh, you know, just beginning. I, I, I was just beginning, but I knew about that. So week after week, I did what I was hired to do, which was to empower her to choose medicinal foods, which were far superior than the American diet that she had previously subscribed to. As I got to know her and her story, I had more questions than answers. Her mom died of breast cancer, and her annual mammograms began at the age of 32. She was so grateful that they had caught her growths in time. But this led me on a path of more questions and more questions and more questions. And once I dove into the research about breast health, Oh my gosh! I, I I was like mind blown. I could see exactly why my client, why this soul faced this horrific battle and lost her life so so young, leaving behind a husband and three boys. And she wasn't ready for that truth, and that that wasn't our our agreement that we had made right on a spiritual level. Because even in her leaving uh, Earth. Uh, she, her wishes was that donations would be made for a cure, and they would be given to the Susan G. Komen Foundation. She wasn't ready to accept all parts of natural health as true, if she would have accepted that, then she would have needed to shift her entire paradigm, the only world that she's ever known. And in her honor, I made the vow that I would teach about real breast health every month of October. And when I started doing this, it looked like me sitting in a in a room with women and I started out with a few women, and then before you know it, I had 50 women that would show up and hear this presentation about the truth about breast cancer. Again, you are so much more powerful than what the medical establishments want you to believe. You are not victim to your circumstances, and your circumstances are only the circumstances in that moment. It does not mean what's to come. Each year, more than 225,000 women will be diagnosed with breast cancer, and almost 25% of these women will die of the disease. The USA has one of the highest breast cancer rates in the world. 50 years ago, 1 in 20 women was diagnosed with breast cancer. Now the number... Is more like one in seven. And, and these statistics are from 2013. So I can only imagine what this might be looking like right now. As I'm learning, or as I've learned, I should say, with essentially every topic, you must follow the money to uncover the truth. I grew up like most people, accepting that national scale nonprofits have our best interest at heart. On the topic of breast health, Susan G. Komen Foundation, the organization most known for searching for a breast cancer cure, and the Natural Breast Cancer Awareness Month motto, early detection is your best protection. But is it true? So when you follow the money, you start to find other things. Susan G. Komen's foundation's primarily, primary sponsor is AstraZeneca, a pharmaceutical company. This sponsor helped create the initial event in 1985, and this is the same company that manufactures the controversial and widely prescribed breast cancer drug tamoxifen. Now, I hope by now tamoxifen is not being used like it was. Uh, because this chemical, this drug uh, that they've been selling us, is like using gasoline to put out a fire. In other words, it's a drug that actually spreads Breast cancer. In April of 1996, the World Health Organization declared tamoxifen to be known carcinogen, but AstraZeneca continues to market this toxic drug. Again, I hope that that's not being done, but I've still, to this day, have had clients come to me being on tamoxifen. So regardless of if this is happening right now, to the extent that it was, it did happen to, to, to large scale okay on May 16, 2000 the New York Times reported that the National Institute for Environmental Health Sciences listed substances that are known carcinogens tamoxifen was included on that list. According to Ty Bollinger of The Truth About Cancer taking a carcinogen to stop the spread of cancer is like playing Russian roulette with a fully loaded machine gun. The journal Science published a study from Duke University Medical Center in 1999 showing that after two to five years, tamoxifen actually initiated the growth of breast cancer. In a 1994 article, Betty Martini wrote, tamoxifen has been tested and retested for more than 15 years. The testers admitted fraud, many contraindications were just ignored, Test results were limited in duration and after effects not tallied, though women sickened and died from them. The test didn't prove the stuff works, so they're doing them over again with your money. They'll keep testing until you can figure a way to rig the results in favor, I'm sorry, until they can figure a way to rig the results in favor of healthy women buying the poison for disease we don't have, but the drug will give it to us. This is significant because this is one little spotlight of of how this is happening in all the areas, in all the ways. So it's proven that this drug causes more cancer and initiates the growth of breast cancer, yet It continued and continued and continued to be heralded as a major breakthrough in the treatment and possible prevention of breast cancer and was and may still be one of the top recommended drug treatment for women recovering from breast cancer. AstraZeneca is also the same company who makes herbicides and fungicides, and it gets worse. The American Cancer Society was founded with the support of the Rockefeller family in 1913. Members of the chemical and pharmaceutical industry have long held important positions on the American Cancer Society Board of Directors. Is it any wonder that the environmental causes of cancer go unwarranted by this major nonprofit organization organizations that are supposedly seeking a cure? According to Robert Rowan, In an interview with Ty Bollinger, by the time a cancer is detectable, almost 100% of people have circulating cancer cells in their bloodstream. Hence, it's really a joke to cut cut the tumor out, and it's an absolute lie for a surgeon to say, we got it all. The only answer to cancer is prevention, but that too is difficult. We're awash in a sea of poisons that even unborn babies are marinating in up to 200 different man-made toxic chemicals. Our foods are sprayed with them, with them. Monsanto or Bayer is condemning us to GMO Frankenfood with the blessing and protection of our own government. Our soils are depleted of minerals, and the standard American diet makes us all makes uh, makes all but a few of us dangerously nutritionally depleted. Most of us are at risk of hearing the C word. Millions of tons of toxic substances are now released in the environment each and every year. Yet only 3% of the 80,000 chemicals in use have been tested for safety. We face these toxins every day in every way. They are in water, air, and soil. This is significant, right? And I don't say any of this stuff ever to, you know, make you afraid or, you know, have you work with fear because My gosh, I hope by now that you know that fear is never something that serves us in that way. I share this with you to invite you to take those sacred pauses when it comes to your health, to evaluate where you are and to dig deeper when different diagnosis or labels come up because one plus one does not equal two. When it comes to health, because we are in the midst of something that we've never been in the midst of before, with the toxins so high and the depletion so high that we're all being called to step up. So, I wanna talk to you, we're gonna dive, I promise, into what we can do, right? But I just first wanted to shed that spotlight because when you find yourself sharing some pink thing about you know breast cancer prevention what are you really contributing to it's madness so there are the top 3 causes of breast cancer that i want to talk about and and this was pulled you know again when I started teaching these classes um, several years ago, but it's still pretty dang uh, accurate right now. Perhaps there's a, a new one that's not on my list right here, but my gosh, this is gonna this is gonna blow your mind in itself about what is actually contributing to breast cancer. So the number one cause, the number one cause of breast cancer is actually mammograms. The truth is mammograms actually cause breast cancer. It's nothing more than an x-ray picture of your breast that can reveal tumors gross, otherwise undetectable in a physical exam. Like all x-rays, mammograms use doses of ionizing radiation to create this image. Thus, more breast tissue is exposed to the cancer-causing radiation each year. Radiologists then analyze the image for any abnormal growths. In a study of 1,600 European women, researchers found that women who had at least one mammogram were 54% more likely to develop develop breast cancer than those who had never had one. This is a quote by Dr. Ben Johnson. We, as a medical society, are giving women breast cancer with with our demanding that they have routine mammograms. Mammograms cause breast cancer, period. It's not saving lives. You have a 4% increased risk of dying if you get mammograms. That's the truth. Now, I had no idea that mammograms were something to be concerned about. I had no clue. And I was in this class. I, I think I was in a class learning about saturated fats. It was like a weekend workshop and this man just stood up with all his passion and conviction and he just like let loose on mammograms because it is what he believed took his wife and i was like oh my gosh i had no idea right and, and this was again several years several years ago and i was this like like things were just firing in my brain thinking about my client and that she started these mammograms at the time of 32 and now you know being in a place where I am now um with the the transformational work that I've done with our thoughts right it's like I always tell my clients if you go looking for something you're gonna find it right how many people right now are in some sort of yearly rotation, looking for breast cancer. If you look long enough, you're gonna find it. Compound that with actually radiating the tissue. Follow the money, do the math. 150 mammogram for all 70 million American women over 40, is a whopping 10 million per year industry. You have a superior alternative. Thermography, advanced thermography procedure does not use mechanical pressure or ionizing radiation and can detect signs of breast cancer years earlier than either mammography or a physical exam. So again, I'm not saying don't do anything. I'm saying we have to do such a better job at building our bodies up with nourishment, at properly taking time to detox our bodies, and choosing truly safe ways to have exams. Now, the thing about advanced thermography, where it gets people hung up is because, well, insurance may not cover it, right? You're worth the investment. You are worth the investment to do things because of money. To just follow the mammogram because of money makes no sense. None. Try to convince me otherwise. Anything routine does not make sense. Because all things routine have risks. The second cause, the second cause is shaving and antiperspirants. Shaving and antiperspirants. Research shows that one of the leading causes of breast cancer could be the use of antiperspirants. The human body has a number of areas that it uses to purge toxins from the body. These are behind the knees, behind the ears, the groin, and the underarms. The toxins are purged from the body in the form of sweat. The main problem with antiperspirants is that, as the name clearly suggests, they prevent you from perspiring, thus inhibiting the body from purging toxins from under the arm. So where do these toxins go? Well, they do not magically disappear. Instead, the body deposits them under the lymph nodes below the arm since it cannot sweat them out. This causes a high concentration of toxins that lead to cancer. And then we're also deal with the aluminum issue. There are several brands that people will use that of deodorant. They're like, well, I don't use antiperspirants. I use a deodorant. Well, then their deodorant has aluminum. And aluminum is directly linked to cancer and so many other things like Alzheimer's disease. But there are so many great brands out there that are free of aluminum. And they're free of parabens. And parabens is also something that we want to avoid. Studies suggest that parabens found in underarm deodorants and other cosmetics can seep into tissue after being applied to the skin within 20 seconds. Parabens have been shown to mimic the action of estrogen, otherwise known as a hormone disruptor, which can drive the growth of breast tumors. So what are you using right now? And a lot of times what I find with women is with my clients is like, they know this, they've heard of this, right? They're like, "Uh, yeah, I've heard of this, but you don't understand, Tanya. Like my sweat smells. Then cleanse. When we stink, that is our body's way of telling us that we're toxic. That there's something going on. And when we cover up, it's telling our body, I don't have time to deal with you right now. Go away. But it, it, there's nowhere for it to go. You The time to deal with it is now, right now. So you can do an armpit detox first, and this can kind of help, uh, help you adjust to a more natural base deodorant. And so it's such a simple little recipe of using a tablespoon of bentonite clay, a teaspoon of apple cider vinegar, And then like one to two teaspoons of water just to get like the consistency right and you just mix those ingredients together in a glass bowl you don't want to use metal you use a wooden or non-metal spoon and you just want the consistency to be like sour cream and then you just spread it in an even layer over the armpits and allow it to sit for five to 20 minutes and then start slowly working your way up to a longer period And then just go ahead and wash it off in the shower with a warm, wet washcloth. And you can repeat this daily or as needed until, you know, that underarm odor goes away. Um, And the natural deodorant is non-irritating. So a lot of times the natural deodorants will have essential oils in and people will react to it. Because those essential oils are very detoxifying. And so it's just asking the body to flush and you're not ready for the flushing, right? And so... So many things that can be done to address this from a naturopathic perspective, right? Like from dietary changes to really looking at the channels of illumination to working to support the lymphatic system on a daily basis to clean the blood. I mean, there's so much to be said, and this is this is truly the power of the custom protocols, right? Is is to really figure out where you are now and help you. Move that needle forward in your healing journey, but to continue to use a deodorant um, that has aluminum in it, and or to be using an antiperspirant, we can't. That can't continue to happen. That is a switch that needs to be made, and I would put that as a high priority. Now, the third, the third. I hope you. I hope you've heard about this one. Um, which is wearing bras. The restrictive nature of bras inhibits the lymphatic system, which is our internal network of vessels and nodes that flushes waste from the body from doing its job. And the correlation between bras and breast cancer is four times greater than smoking is to lung cancer, with push-up bras being said to be the worst. So my rules for... Where for bra wearing is if I'm home, right? My breasts are free. I'll just have like a, a tank top on, you know? And if I'm leaving home, I always wear a wire free bra. And the really cool thing is since I first started teaching this class and now my gosh, has there been such a demand in the wire free bras? I mean, there's so many beautiful companies. There used to be like one company, you know, and now there's like four or five companies that just specialize in these amazing bras that are wire-free. And so, you know, there are times where you might want to have like one underwire bra, you know, make sure it's plastic, not metal on hand, Um, you know, for like a special occasion that you want to have, you know, this... (laughs) this bra, not like a sports bra um, on. And, you know, just the minute you walk back in the door, just get it off. Okay. And at nighttime, you know, make sure to sleep with no bra and a loose fitting top. So the thing is, um, when I grew up, I had a friend whose um, grandma was diagnosed with breast cancer. And so her mom was always concerned about her breast health and and therefore naturally as kids, we were like kind of aware. And I remember the feedback being, you should wear a bra all the time to prevent breast cancer. And so, you know, as little kids, you just like, don't question things. You're like, okay, like uh, note to self. I don't want to get breast cancer. That sounds scary. I don't even know what that means, but it does not sound fun. So I heard this thing that I'm going to wear a bra all the time. And I did that. Like I did that like for years, I always slept in a bra. It's like mind blowing, you know, like what things are we doing right now, still to this day, that is some sort of just weird thing that we accepted to be true when we were little and then we continue to do it. Anyway, I I only have one underwire bra and it's plastic and I might wear it one time a year, if that, (laughs) like barely ever comes out to play. So breast implants, um, obviously I do not advocate or support breast implants for for so many reasons. Um, just so many serious health complications if they leak or if they rupture, um, either due to the chemicals or the toxins in the silicone or the implant shell or due to bacterial and fungal or mold. Um, it's just, there's so many symptoms that women deal with almost immediately after getting implants that sends them on this wild journey of thinking that they have all sorts of these things going on when really it's all comes back to the implants. So anytime we're putting foreign material in our body, we are, our body immediately begins to build defenses against that. So we're kind of, we're not kind of, we are creating like a war in our body. So if you are someone who's listening, who has implants, you know, it's absolutely something to really sit with and say, and to be extremely mindful, right? To be extremely mindful of how you're doing and how you're feeling, how you're sleeping, how your energy is, like how your skin is, like all the things. And to be really mindful of when things are out of balance, the possibility that it being root cause because of the implants. So a huge thing for breast health is really loving on our lymphatic system. And so, you know, making sure that we're going braless as much as possible. This just is such an easy thing to do to stimulate the lymph flow, which releases toxins from the breast tissue to exercise. Potassium is needed for your limp to flow. So you can make a potassium broth, which includes the peels of red skin potatoes, uh, celery, bok choy, uh, you know, Chinese or, or Napa ca- uh, cabbage. Um, I like to use um, the concentrates mineral drops. And I always am putting the mineral drops in my water. And then I also use a product that we carry called Spectrolite which has a really great source of potassium in it. So I'm always just kind of checking in on my um, potassium levels or just in general, my electrolyte levels. And then silica does not get nearly as much attention as it should, um, but it absolutely plays such an important role in the body and is um, absolutely something that we'd want, that I'm seeing a whole lot of people being, in, being deficient in. And so we will correct that deficiency with perhaps, you know, making sure that they're on an herbal infusion. Maybe we want to supercharge the herbal infusion with doing some horsetail, or maybe we're taking some horsetail and capsule form, or we're doing cell salt number 12, or one of my favorite products is called G5. It's a silica G5 and it's a liquid silica. It's phenomenal. And just doing a splash of that every day. Um dry skin brushing, such an easy, easy thing to do that will help stimulate the lymphatic system and just help the body get rid of toxins and increase the circulation of energy. And then of course, something so simple is rebounding, which is jumping on like a small trampoline. And this is one of the most efficient and forceful means of flushing the lymph while stimulating the immune system. Um, it, It only takes two minutes of rebounding to flush the entire lymphatic system while cleansing and strengthening the cells and the lymph nodes. Now, I don't know why, but okay. I just said that's really simple, right? But like, I don't know why I had such resistance of getting on my trampoline and just jumping, just go jump on the trampoline. And so I would say one of the best investments I made in 2020 was I invested in vibration plates. Oh my God. Like. It, I like, seriously, like the year that I bought my sauna, which I think was like 2015, I was like, this is, you know, the best investment that I made, you know, in 2015. And I feel like every year I, I invest in something, you know, pretty significant for my health, but getting the vibration plates and standing on that, the vibe machine vibration is like, Oh, my lymphatic system feels totally different from where I'd ever had felt before. Now I have Um, As we've talked about before in the previous episode, I have a blue eye, which, you know, you don't look at me and you see blue eye, you would look at me and say, oh, you have hazel eyes, but there's a blue base. So I, it is known as having a lymphatic eye, which means I am prone to lymphatic congestion. And that is certainly has been so true for me. And my health journey is just always feeling like I needed to support, do more to support my lymphatic system. So, and being that I do um, sit a lot for, um, you know, this assignment that I've been given to serve you all in the ways that I do, um, I'm often sitting a lot, whether it's sitting in front of clients or sitting behind my computer, uh, such as I am right now. And so it just felt like no matter what I tried, like I, I just wasn't gratifying enough to make me feel like, oh yeah, my limbs in such a great place. And so anyway... <laughs> getting these vibration plates, my God, I stand on that thing, uh, 10 minutes, twice a day. I I seldom miss because I love the way it makes me feel so much. And, um, now I'm getting to the point where I'm doing like a 10 minute workout on it. And then, you know, maybe just stand or sit on it. The the second rotation of 10 minutes. But again, my lymphatic system just feels like so good. Like I, because there would be times where I'd feel like, like I would just like, kind of like blow up in the sense of like, just feeling like I was retaining so much fluid and I don't feel that anymore. I just feel like just like super light all the time and I just love that feeling anyway. um, So rebounding though, I, I laugh at myself because I'm like, it's so simple. Just go jump on that trampoline for two to 10 minutes. But for whatever reason, I resisted it, but I do not resist my vibration plate. So it is an investment. Um, if you want to learn more about it, you can shoot me an email at support at and I'll share with you the one that I got and the one that I love. All right. So food choices, significant, you know, always asking yourself the question, will this food give me life or will this food bring in toxins? So we want to make sure that we're drinking clean, filtered water. Having access to clean, filtered water is just as important as having a roof over your house. Like this is a non-negotiable. If you do not have a reverse osmosis system or something similar in your home, this has got to go on the wish list. Okay. We need to have access to clean water. Um, certainly, you know, people ask me all the time, well, like what's, what's the lesser of two evils, well or city water? I mean, they both have, you know, well water, we're dealing with potentially high amounts of environmental toxicity. And city water, we're dealing with man made toxicity and dealing with, you know, the chlorine, the fluoride, and bromine. I mean, (laughs) pick your poison, right? Personally, I'd probably opt for the well water, Um, but I'd still want to clean that, which is what we have. We have well water and we have filtration systems. Um, Obviously, avoiding sugar and processed foods. I mean, that's, you know, if you're still using traditional cane sugar, or gravitating to things made with cane sugar, like this relationship needs to come to an end. Okay. We have better choices. We have access to uh, raw honey. We have access to maple syrup. We have access to um, blackstrap molasses. And these things are natural sweeteners that also bring us life. So there's really no need for you to continue using sugar in any capacity, unless of course, you know, you're making your own kombucha or something. Um, You know, uh, for sure, soy. Soy is uh, such a problem. Um, We want to definitely avoid soy foods. Um, Fermented soy in, in moderation can be okay. Uh, but traditional soy-based foods or soy milk, um, you gotta avoid. Um, and the same is true with any of those things that wreaks havoc with our with our estrogen. So essentially, those false estrogens or those xenoestrogens are major disruptors in our health because they look like estrogen in our body and they steal the 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 parking spot on the cell and but they're not the real thing they create major dysfunction with our hormone health and um that's a problem so the plastics are a problem uh the you know the soy based products are a problem um and then certainly you know when we choose meats that are not raised with love is a problem. And on that note, you know, avoiding the GMOs, eating organic when possible, limiting caffeine because caffeine in itself causes breast lumps. Okay, so limiting that caffeine, and then you know, activating uh, the doctrine of signature by eating things that look like breast, such as grapefruit and lemon and other citrus. So in regards to lifestyle changes. We want to be making sure that we have a clean and healthy colon that we're optimizing our gut health. If you look down at your nails right now and your nails are full of vertical stripes, for instance, like that's an indicator that your gut health is not optimized. Okay. And then iodine, 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 iodine is absolutely such a critical Aspect of breast of breast health. We are so iodine deficient, and iodine is used for every single cell in the body. Every single cell in the body particularly needs iodine. When we take iodine, it helps us raise up the rest of our mineral base. But in addition to that, our breasts need iodine, as does our thyroid, as does the prostate gland. Okay. So iodine and then getting enough vitamin D, maintaining a healthy body weight, getting plenty of high quality animal-based omega-3s, really getting in check with your EMFs. Like my gosh, don't ever put your cell phone on your body. I mean, the women that stick it in their bra, do not do that. Take off the Apple Watch. Don't sleep with it by your head. You know, making sure to ditch all the plastic and avoid the BPA and those false estrogens like we just talked about. So important to just get those false estrogens out of your house the best that you can. Obviously we need enough sleep, so important. I mean, the thing about breast health is it really comes down to your overall health, right? This is what we're talking about. Like if you work to detox your body, when that's in alignment, and work to naturally build your body, you have, you're activating your say in your breast health. So to make sure I'm covering all my, my little notes here. Oh yeah, this is what I wanted to, I wanted to read this to you. Okay. Back to that, um, that iodine. I want to revisit this. I'm like, I feel like I'm missing something I wanted to say. I am. Okay. So... Making sure you're not iodine efficient, most of us are. Iodine is essential micronutrient, that's me. that means it's needed in small amounts by every cell in the body. Iodine consumption has decreased by 50% since the 70s. This is the same time that it was removed from our flour and bromine was introduced as a fire retardant. This directly corresponds with the dramatic rise in breast cancer, prostate cancer, and thyroid disease. Iodized salt is not helpful. The minimal amount that's in it starts to evaporate after opening it. Bromine exposure is the biochemical equivalent of global warming. The result, environmental bromines that abound poison the thyroid, the brain, slow slow down the metabolism and sedate the mind. Weight gain illness and brain fog increase. Bromine uh, fire retardants surround us in the homes, cars, workplaces, And nutritional iodine is the perfect anecdote for becoming bromine poisoned. So let me say this a little bit differently. When we start to take iodine, we detox the halogens from our body, including the chlorine, the fluorine, and the bromine, okay? We want this to happen because as we detox these environmental pollutants from our body, we radically change our health story. And so a little bit further, um, there are many iodine receptors in the breast to keep the milk ducts and other tissues performing optimally. Iodine has been observed to detoxify fluids in the breast and eliminate cysts, which harbor toxins. When we, have a, when we have cyst, it is a harboring of toxicity. So we wanna make sure that we choose real salt right please do not use the iodized salt choose real salt and you also want to get yourself on a really beautiful iodine supplement i'm pretty picky about what i suggest and use and so if you are um, curious you can send us an email at support at tiny hokum and we can help you with that and on that same note selenium you know, I'm seeing so much selenium deficiency too, and the selenium that we want to use is selenium methionine. And that's often included as part of the iodine protocol. So it is, it is so sacred to help us properly detox. All right, so those are the notes. I wanted to make sure I got those in. We talked about the EMS. My goodness, I hope that you are doing that work. I just got a new book in um, this week called Radiation Nation, haven't read it yet, but I was like, you know, this, this <laughs> these conversations are not stopping, right? We're just picking up, you know, as I continue to get more and more email about 5G and switch your phone to the new iPhone 12, it's 5G and, you know, all these things we are just being saturated with marketing to accept the 5G that is coming, that is also very destructive to our health. All right, so we're in the home stretch, you guys. I could spend all day on, a, you know, EMS, but we'll save that for another day. Um, here's where I want to leave you. Okay, I said earlier that what we look for, we will find. So really check your mindset when it comes to conversations like breast health. Really catch yourself when you find yourself saying, "Well, it runs in my family," because you, my friend, are where it runs out. Right. You do not have to subscribe to that mentality anymore because that is only a partial truth because you do have a say. And you do have a say by the way that you choose to live your life and the way that you choose to think your thoughts. And so I invite you to cultivate a practice of self-care and self-love. This is one of the most important factors in creating health because we're carving out time to care And love yourself unconditionally feeds your cells the positive thoughts and emotions that they need to reproduce in a healthy way. When you love yourself in this moment right now, and you act from that place of love, you replicate love in your body. Okay? So, so many things that you can do to cultivate this type of practice, such as listening to this podcast, right? Listening to this podcast, taking time to meditate, saying, positive affirmations in front of the mirror, using the emotion freedom technique, keeping a gratitude journal, walking in nature, simply taking time to breathe in and breathe out through your nose fully as this will help to stimulate that parasympathetic nervous system. Do whatever supports you. And remember, every emotion you have is associated with a biochemical process in your body. So really allowing yourself the emotions of pleasure, the emotions of receiving and generosity and these beautiful emotions to flow through you freely. And when negative emotions come up, allowing yourself to feel and release. When we are massaging our breast from a place of love, when we touch our breast with a place of love, you know, five minutes per day, and we don't look for abnormalities, right? We just do it from a place of love. And as we massage and touch our breasts, not looking for anything, but just doing it from a place of love, we are affirming that we are perfect and whole and beautiful in health. We want to make sure that anytime that we are doing uh, such a thing like a breast massage right or a tummy massage we're not looking for something we're not looking for something we're just affirming our perfect health so if there was some sort of um breast communication you know uh doesn't have to be something like breast cancer, right? Breast cancer is more of this compound effect of communication that's been ignored for some time. Um, but if there's breast communication in in terms of maybe some lumps or some cysts, um, you know, uh, vitamin E with selenium can be very, very helpful. Uh, there's also a product called uh, from Nature Sunshine that's called um, Breast Assured. And that can be beautiful to work in. Uh, The ET can be beautiful. Sometimes we do castor oil packs or maybe use uh, some essential oils. Uh, One of my favorite is doing um, citrus oils, frankincense, and thyme and using that as a topical treatment. And so certainly if your breasts are communicating with you that there's something going on, I invite you to get to the root cause of it, right? And so it can be something as simple as working in the iodine, right? It can be something as simple as working in the iodine, and or maybe we need to do a little bit more work, right? Maybe we need to get a little bit further into the story. It's not something to ignore, but it's also not something to go, um, you know, necessarily go get uh, biopsies done and do all this stuff like really taking that sacred pause and and searching for your truth and having a say in what your journey looks like when you're activating the power of being on a root cause quest all right as always you know i love hearing from you so please 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 share with me what resonated what you learned what you love the most by joining me for conversation in our private facebook group yourself fiercely. So much love to you all. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in today's episode. If you loved your time with me, please subscribe and leave me a review on iTunes so I can keep bringing you the good stuff. And then come say hello by joining me in our private Facebook group. Love yourself fiercely. Cheers to you for seeking truth and fiercely awakening.